This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter the offer code THUMBS at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. It's May 27th, 2015. This is Idle Thumbs 212. I'm Sean Vanneman. I'm Jake Rodkin. I'm Danielle Riendo. <laughs> I'm James Peffitt. You love it! Yeah! Yay! Chris Remo is under the weather. He is. Hi, Chris. Well, guys, this is a new one. This is a new arrangement. We've never had this arrangement before. Exactly right. If you're first-time listeners, this is a new arrangement. If you're first-time <laughs> listeners, this is irrelevant information for you. Um, I always say the episode number from now true. on. Uh, it's true. <laughs> you're always edging in on some element of the intro. That's Whoever's not here. I've been edging in on Idle Thumbs since the day I met you. <laughs> That's probably true. It's like, oh, so Gainer's leaving? Oh, okay. I could, I could, I could show up. I, just, uh, <laughs> I, got, I got a voice. You have a, a seat, time. maybe? Here's a corner on Wednesdays. I know. Eighth floor of the Fox Tower. I'll be there. Eighth floor, huh? <laughs> I, yeah, that's probably where Chris used to live. Sounds about right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I played a room escape type game <gasps> this weekend. Tell me about well, it. Well, okay. It was not the escape room kind. It was the group kind. There's a company called was it Scrap the Entertainment. Forest one? Huh? No, there, there's a company called Scrap. They do. They did Escape from the Mysterious Room and the Time Travel, which we talked mm-hmm. about. And then they also have done big group, big group games where... They just rent out a huge auditorium, and then people come in in teams. Each team has an hour to individually solve all of the puzzles in the room and try to come up with the answer. Um, it's, I mean, the room escape ones, which we've talked about, are way more extreme because uh, you're locked in a 10 by 10 room and just tearing the furniture apart, whereas this is just sort of solving various puzzles. This was um, Escape from the Werewolf Village was the theme, and I'm, I'm only bringing it up because... Um, it produced a Big Lebowski moment that I have not lived in real life before, but like this is the ultimate version of it where we had you know this combination of crossword puzzles and sort of word searches and number weird crap that we found on the walls and wrote that on a piece of paper. Classic werewolf paraphernalia. <laughs> Whatever. It's a classic puzzle room solving stuff. And I was I – was, um, me and Dana were playing with uh, Zach and Kevin of Video Game Hot Dog as well as some friends of theirs – those guys are very good at puzzles. Yeah, but the okay. So Kevin um, from Video Games Hot Dog is a puzzle maniac, like, like an go, MIT grad. Yeah, we go we go to these room escape games with, with with our buddy Kevin, 
and basically you don't have to worry about 50% of the game because Kevin is just going, <laughs> just like, he'll get a grid of things that might be encoded in some way or another, and he just tries, like, he brute forces, like, four, like, maybe this, it's a cipher that's shifted by six, and da 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 da. Oh, so, this is Esperanto, oh yeah, so, like, it's a binary. We destroyed this game. We, we escaped, we were. Did you break the record? I don't know. I, I don't know. You can't break the record in, in Werewolf Village because of the way the game works. Things oh, are time released, but we were so ahead that the staff kept coming by and like trying to erode our confidence and like be like, I guess that's an interesting choice. I guess that's uh, creative work you guys are doing there, huh? And like uh, they started saying it multiple multiple times, then we realized we were being trolled. But anyway, uh, we had a, this near the end, this just sort of grid of letters and numbers, and Kevin looked at it and decided that the way that it was going to be decoded was doing like an alphanumeric cipher, but taking the first letter of the first word, the second letter of the second word, the third letter of the first uh, or the third word, sort of working diagonally down. And I watched him just starting to write these words out. And <laughs> he just wrote F-A-R-T-I-N. <laughs> and then just stopped. <laughs> I was like, that's not it. <laughs> Oh man, it was like I've ne- it's, it's the closest to like the Big Lebowski scene where he shades the note and he thinks he's being clever. Then it's just a cartoon drawing of a guy with a huge dick. Like, Kevin be like, it's a cipher, but it's all shifted by one by word. Farting. <laughs> anyway, um, we also escaped the werewolf village, but I, that was also the best like room escape puzzle solving moment of of God, like the six beautiful. or seven of these that I've done so, is just watching Kevin inadvertently somehow decode the word farting out of just this complete mess. Man, I'm booked. I think I'm going to go and do that one in two weeks. The hey. escape the world village is so, running yeah. in San Jose. Oh, okay, maybe it's not quite that one. Then. There's a th- that company has a ton of things going on. I'm booked now. into like three or something. Yeah, they also have two puzzle game, two puzzle room games going in San Francisco. They have like Northwest stuff they're running and East Coast stuff, so they're like they're going crazy. But yeah, a good friend of mine actually just started working there full time. At scrap, He's very ex- at scrap. He's very excited about all the cool, cool things they're doing. Cool, I write. Uh, how I heard about it, idle thumbs on every single survey form that I do because they were so mad that we talked about um, some spoilers. Yeah, from the their first, first time game. we ever did one, we didn't really that. realize oh, no. the like how expansive they were. And this is like early in the scrap days of them. Sure. St- like, this is maybe like the second one I'd ever heard of. And so we came on idle thumbs back when we were in the old office and we're just like pretty loose lipped about <laughs> the way we had solved Freed things. Yeah. Yeah. And they got a little, a little cross with us. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever. So we're sorry. We promote your RuneScape games at all times for free. Also, <laughs> if you, so in, in that in that realm of spoilers and not spoilers, if you are playing Escape from the Werewolf Village and you start getting the word farting as an answer, <laughs> You've it, it. Is, it is not a spoiler. <laughs> you were doing it wrong, so the I did not spoil is anything. not the answer. It's yeah. one stinky werewolf that's Yeah, farting is never the answer. House to house. <laughs> I wonder if somebody... Who designed that puzzle? Thought this is a possibility. There's no way because farting. Kevin Kevin was so many layers into his own insanity <laughs> that it, it it took writing the word farting on the piece of paper to snap him out of it. I see. <laughs> I see. I understand. Yeah. You should get your friend to integrate the word farting into into some subsequent farting escape needs games to somehow be yeah. so that Kevin then thinks. No, it's not this. It throws him <laughs> off. It's, a, it's the only exactly. way to stop him. No. A real clue masquerading as a red herring. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, you, if, Classic. I don't think you have, but have you played the board game Camp Grizzly? Do you no. know anything about that? <laughs> nope. You don't? Okay, so it's like, I don't... Oh, the reason I was asking you is because... Because <laughs> you haven't played it. No, it's, uh, Chuck Jordan wrote about it on his blog. Okay. And Chuck Jordan is sort of a... is Not sort of. He was a game designer for a long, long time. 
Uh, we worked with him at Telltale, but he like worked on Monkey Island 3 and uh, worked at Maxis for a while. And is really into board games and keeps up a good blog at SpectreCollie.com. And he wrote about this board game that was made by what he said was a former coworker of his. Is a Kickstarter board game that is now like a real board game called Camp Grizzly, hmm. where you it's one to six players cooperative, where you are at camp and there's just a Jason Voorhees like huh. murderer on the loose named Otis. <laughs> Who wears a grizzly bear mask? Perfect. <laughs> and it looks like something we should play because it's it looks like a nice mix of narrative driven systems event game sort right. of thing. Uh, but the art is beautiful. The art, I guess, is probably a former story artist or someone who possibly worked with Steve Purcell. It just looks like interesting that. So I was throwing it to you because I know you're friends with all of those people. Yeah, but I don't I don't know enough about that game to know yeah. anything about it. I played uh I played a board game or like a a very small board game, I think by the people who made Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective and oh. I can't remember the name of it. And it's driving me completely insane. I um <laughs> it's not called Camp Grizzly. No. <laughs> These people are not it has French. A, it has a one-word name and I feel terrible for not remembering what it is. I played two games that are the opposite of each other. Yeah. I played Sunset and The Witcher Three, which are oh, I was really far. I was like the dawn of they're pretty far. <laughs> yeah, can we talk Fun. about Sunset? I don't. I don't know if we have. I don't. No, think can we? we? Have. Yes, may let's, we? Let's. May I, think I we inquire should. with you about Sunset? I think we should. So Sunset, Sunset was made by the folks for Tale of Tales. Tale of Tales. Who made the what's the name of that? They game? made, they made the, path? the path. The path. They made gonna, Luxurious yeah. Superbia that got awards. You were going to say the Witness, which is I was going to say the Woods. Oh, the Woods, which is in a game. Oh, the I forest is a game. Yeah, the path is in the forest. The path, yeah. Yes, and witness is the name of that uh, card and board game that I played earlier. Oh, witness! <laughs> yes. oh. oh, we have to talk about that. Yeah, yeah but we'll yeah. talk about sunset before we talk about witness. Okay, yeah, from yeah. the makers of the path, not the woods, not the witness, <laughs> not the. <laughs> exactly. So you played go. So I played <laughs> go By and tale of tales. <laughs> a minute to learn, a lifetime to master. Oh, it, was I that mean, Othello? Anyway, it was. Yeah, no. Sorry. No, I think I think you're right. Well, no, Go is supposedly the the game, right? The strategy game, the purest strategy game. Would you say the su- that Sunset is the Go of video games? I would say definitely. There's you no would? Quite- they put it on the well, on the box. Quote. If you wanna, if you wanna get philosophical, philosophical, if you wanna, I do. If you wanna I can get some speak falafel. with the words. <laughs> Philosophical. If you want to get some falafel and talk about it, we can stop this So, Danielle, what's Sunset? Sunset is a game. I was going to say, if you want to get philosophical about it, you could say that the most difficult game to master is is race relations in humanity. <laughs> oh, wow. That's and this game, this game addresses that in intelligent ways, I think. So you'd say it's the most difficult game, but not the most dangerous game. Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Absolutely. In Sunset... Uh, it's a very simple game. It's a 3D game. Uh, it is what you would call disparagingly a walking simulator, but you shouldn't do that because that's just not right. Because it's not it actually is... simulating walking. You're, At what point you know, do we just reclaim walking simulator? I think we should. Like fucking yeah. whatever. Yeah, just put it on the. On I mean, the, the only walking thing. Sim- on Quop is the Steam. only walking yeah. simulator. Yeah, that's right? the thing. Yeah, it's more of a run. 
Depends on how you're good you are at it. <laughs> well, Depends on yeah, how fast okay, you can play. It's more of a buckle over backwards and fall on the full. It's a floor. limb simulator. I guess. It's a limb yeah. simulator. I like that. A that's, that's a limulator. A yes. yes. <laughs> a limulator for everyone's benefit. Uh, in this game, you play as a black woman in the early '70s in a sort of fictional Latin country that is undergoing upheaval and war, and there's a coup. And what you do in this game is you are a maid, even though this person is. An engineer, you know, it's, it's from the outset, it's told she's educated, she went to engineering school, but here she is, even in another country, she's just sort of treated the same way she would be treated in America. That's like a big part of the game. She's a maid, she's cleaning this guy's opulent, beautiful, 70s-ass apartment that looks like, you know, a Star Trek set, basically. It's beautiful and gorgeous. And throughout the game, she has sort of a relationship with this guy, even though she never really meets him. Or at least, I, you know, I won't spoil anything or, or talk about, you know, sort of the story or what revelations are made. Uh, but it's, it's a game that really tackles head-on the ideas of race and sort of how you're treated based on your race and what you look like, things like that. And also the idea of, of you know, someone being able to influence things even without being directly influential, basically. She has a relationship with this guy even though she never sees him. All sorts of things are going on. He's instrumental in this war, this coup, or whatever political Yeah, the trailer implies, on. like, some political intrigue yes. stuff. What are your verbs in this game? Uh, things like clean the windows, mail a letter from him to his brother in another country, is that is that stuff where it's like you can mail the letter or you can like keep the letter and not send it? Like what? You cannot send it. You, okay. You you were given three tasks that you need to do every day. So she's there for an hour at sunset every day, uh, cleaning the apartment. You're given three tasks that you need to do, but you can do other things that pass the time. You can read his letters. You can look mm-hmm. at his pictures of his family. You can do all things. Sort of like, like an that. opportunity cost. Exactly. Thing, where you only have X amount of time to do all the stuff. You have and, to do three things. Exactly. And by your hand, yeah, you overthrow the government or I mean, save the You, you might be able to coup. influence some things in the game as you go through, but um, it's... Become the dictator of whatever that <laughs> land is. You you don't, become, if you, you don't complete it over. your tasks, are you just fired and the game is over? Is I haven't had that maid. happen. I have yeah. not had that happen because I haven't missed that many tasks. I've definitely missed tasks, uh-huh. but I've never missed like more than one in a day or anything like that. And the that, game so. sort of communicates to you, hey, don't miss tasks. I mean, so you, things are still dirty. So you got you like know, a C plus. <laughs> yeah, basically. Wasn't the best made. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I actually think it's, it's well written. I mean, it, it is a little bit on the nose with certain things, but I think it kind of, I don't fault it for being a little on the nose with certain things. We don't have a whole lot of games that are about what it is to be a black woman in the 70s. Uh, so the no. fact that she says it outright, <laughs> you know, like I wasn't treated. We have a dearth of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, clearly there's not too many mm-hmm. of those. Um, so I, mean, I don't mind that part of it, but I think it actually, the way that it deals with race and the way that it deals with identity and the way that it deals with relationships, real or imagined, mm-hmm. I think is actually subtle and well done and well written. I've been thinking about this game a lot. Um, and I was glad you brought it up because I wanted to like ask of just a general question to see what people thought. Um, buy it or rent it. <laughs> <laughs> Show of hands. Go or stop. Show of hands. <laughs> Only Danielle's played it. Then just just like the idea of a show of hands. Oh, show of hands. And I just go. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yep. moving on. Uh, that makes sense. <laughs> um, interesting. Would you? Is the game? And I don't. Oh God, no. That'll just go back into an old. Is the game entertaining? And you I, enjoy playing it. I did. 
I certainly did. Okay. I'm also, I'm, you know, the type of person I am, I am predisposed to love this kind of game. Mm-hmm. I love exploring little things, even if it's not action-packed and there are explosions and so on and so forth. I, I like that. I really uh-huh. like that in games. I do that in games where it's not the point. You know, I'm playing The Witcher 3 and I'm 40-something hours in and I want to pick every little plant and I want to, like, apartment. look at every little, you know, bit of lore and things like that. So, you know... Of course, I will say it's entertaining because I I really enjoy no, that's that all that matters. Sort of thing. So you yes, can't, yeah, I can't speak. Is it like a I'm short like, thing? That's like a replayable. It's a kind short of thing game, different... certainly. Okay. I mean, it's like three hours, maybe four, if you want to look at every little thing, that kind of thing. I guess, like, I feel like the Tale of Tales games sometimes are explicitly not entertaining to play by virtue of their design. Like, it's a chosen thing, and sometimes I wonder yeah. if that is like bad. I guess, <laughs> you know, or if it's getting in their, the way of what they're attempting right, to do. I feel, like, yeah. I feel like, like they're engineered to be off putting and distancing sometimes, you mean? Or like, this, they're, they're, it's, they're sort of like in a punk rock art nouveau way, don't care sort of thing, which I feel like Sunset feels like it's reaching back towards players more than some of their other stuff. Definitely. Mm-hmm. In the yeah. way, at least in the way, at least as much as I've seen. At least, I but mean, like, the way that they're marketing the game even is more like. It's nothing but saying people who review or play this game already like it and like yeah. sh- <laughs> talking about how it's a political thriller and yeah, stuff. That's good. I just feel like it's important that like people make games about ideas that are also accessible and entertaining, even if they're not fun. Because unlike, I mean, this is just my opinion, but like unlike film, it's okay to make it to like not okay, but it's if you make a film that is intentionally alienating and keeps the audience at arm's length or is uncomfortable to watch or subverts all the things you know about watching film, which makes the viewing experience maybe not as pleasurable as had you not. Um, That's couched inside of like the success of film as a medium. Whereas there are so few games that actually like grapple with ideas and consider themes and ideas in a way that is, thorough and responsible <clears throat> that it always disheartens me when a developer chooses to do that in the on one hand and then on the other hand make it like impenetrable to the average person so that like a 15 it makes it hard for like a 15 year old to discover it and get sucked in you know yeah um, i i think it always bums me out i think i'm on the, the same page with that i and i almost wonder if in the past it was it was almost it was almost like an intentional choice to to be that sort of punk rock, like oh, we're doing this to kind of be be cool and not be a video game ass video game where it's like no, you can you can still use the language, right? Well, <laughs> of like, that I mean, to to further your cause as opposed to sort of getting your own way. Like I always, it's I don't know, like I always shy away from wanting to like like point towards Gone Home because just Steve's on the podcast all the time and we're friends with him, but like that game made a lot of really. I guess to continue the metaphor, punk rock choices in terms of what it gave a fuck about in yeah. terms of what the audience, the audience baggage was, but it opened with a first person key puzzle where it's like, it find sure the did. thing and open the door and get into this place. You've played video games before. It's a video game. And like, that's really smart because yes. it's satisfying and leads you into this world where you're going to like be challenged on different, le- on a, on a, on a different level. Well, I think that Mental, also, you know I mean? think that, like the comparison that you made to film and games is interesting 
because Gone Home, well, Gone Home also, there's a lot of sort of axes at play in Gone Home because Gone Home, in the space of video games, its narrative content is really sort of like reasonably avant-garde and surprising to be included. But in the world of like film and television, it is what the Fulbright team has said it is, which it's the game equivalent of like an episode of My So-Called Life. Right. But anyway, regardless, I think... It, what you're saying is interesting because I, I I think games do have the two sort of levels that they operate at in terms of approachability, which is especially games like Gone Home, games that have a lot of narrative content, a lot of sort of thematic content, story stuff that that lines up with a movie. You can make I, I think with a lot of games, if you want people to play them, it helps to make one of those two things approachable, whether it's the mechanical side or the content side. Like Gone Home. It's player verbs and stuff are a game-ass game. It uses the same level design cues that you'd get in a Bioshock game. It uses the same sort of puzzle-gating structure, but it's about something completely different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think because of that, it still has the feeling of a surprising sort of edgy, punky thing, but you can still play it. Whereas I think there are things that completely flip that, could flip that equation the, the other direction where it is just about blowing shit up or whatever whatever a video game sort of thematic imagery that you'd expect to mm -hmm. see but the mechanics are weird and i i mean i think you what you it seems like what you're saying is maybe video games are not in a place yet in your mind where you think people should be going after the whole thing as far as be as far as the alienating experience yeah i mean i shouldn't say shit or whatever because people can do whatever they want but i do think <clears throat> I always appreciate it when a game does what you like. Yes. Like what you just said sort of chooses which part of it's going to like push the everything forward as a like as an industry. I always like that because we're in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, another good example, I think, is like the Stanley Parable, which is a game is a video game as video game. But because you've like because you come to it with any sort of literacy you get something avant-garde um and I, I mean i think that's sort of like the pleasure of the igf for me is when the games that bubble up to the top sort of do that thing um as opposed to but i mean i you know it's, there's it's a really great i mean that doesn't mean that people shouldn't keep making like really the art nouveau difficult to grapple with difficult to play video games because they help push everyone forward but when the game <clears throat> adopt so much from uh like narrative like from narrative media any like linear sunset. media sunset's yeah. a great example where it's like hmm. the set design of film and like the art direction of film and uh writing that you associate with any you know whether it's a book or a movie or a show just the genre that it's yeah takes place um, in. <clears throat> then i feel like present it in a way that i we can because the game is mostly about its, its creative ideas. You're saying, right? In a game like that, yes. you want some apparent lifeline to be thrown to you, basically. Otherwise, yeah. like, like, yeah, I don't know. I think sometimes, like the like capital E entertainment becomes like a bad word for like art house games, and that always bums me out because being overtly entertaining at times um, is like a really powerful tool, and I yeah, feel like I, it I, becomes like sort of like. Oh, we're about, like we wouldn't do that. We wouldn't have an explosion here. <laughs> like that make that, you discover something crazy. That know, gets that, heavily yeah. into my personal guilt because I personally really like playing games that have completely no context and that you have to just push really far forward 
inside the like world and content and mechanics of the game before you get the realization and you get the fluency and you can sort of understand its meaning. But at the same time, I never play those. So I like now <laughs> I feel bad advocating one way or the other because I always end up playing the game that is easy, even though the game that is completely insane and impenetrable, whether it's thematic or mechanic or whatever, I often personally find more fulfilling as a person who makes games and who has decades of experience playing games. So I'm just bad. I'm a bad person. That's what this gets play. into. I I am ashamed that I should be uh, I should be removed Jake from the game. That's, that's that was the long walk to the point I was trying to make. You were trying to get me. <laughs> to, <laughs> really, you were trying to get me to Brecken. Yeah, I was getting, getting the Brecken. Trying to think I, of a way to say it. Put him, let him <laughs> yeah, down gently. Jake, look, but you should be look. You should be playing more interesting stuff. You're smarter than you than this. I fucking, You're better than this. I am you at nine thirty on Saturday morning. Saw you playing Black Mesa. How's that game you've played 50,000 No, I started playing prettier. it. I started playing Black Mesa because it uh, came out of, uh, it was a mod and they put an early access release up that they say is more polished and it has all the same things that annoy me about it from before, but I'm still going to play it because I haven't played any Half-Life in so long that oh. I, I got I to gotta play it. But what about 3? What if that gets dropped? Oh. Well, if that's... It is E3. That's... That's true. That's true. E3. Finally. Three. Could the three, could the three and E3 mean Half-Life 3? I think so. <laughs> and if you put the E, if you flip it backwards, it's a three. What? <laughs> Head pop. If you move some of the E around, it becomes an H and an L almost. <laughs> Not you, quite. Like, if you tilt the, the logo yeah. on its side, it looks like Gordon Freeman. It looks like a weird, like, droopy glasses Gordon Freeman with a butt chin. Yeah, that's what he looks like now. It looks like he's- <laughs> that's what E3's all about, right? I think if you turn E3 on its side, it's going to turn into any Valve-related character. It would turn into Gabe Newell. <laughs> so, whoa. Uh, which, by which I mean Half-Life discovery. 3 confirmed. Yeah. That's right. That's Official. Correct. For E3. <laughs> oh. I, I really want you to play Bloodborne after that conversation. Like I said, I'm probably not going to play Bloodborne. You can just take the PS4 from my house. You can <laughs> play it co-op with Danielle now, even though That's she right. is like level a million and you could be level one. Yeah. But it, it will still be on the same. Maybe so. On <laughs> the same plane, I think. I would love to watch Jake play Bloodborne. I would too. We could stream it. That would be a great Jake idea. You get a PlayStation I. So people can see your strife. We see your hands on the controller. That's yeah. what I want to see. I want to feel your hands on the controller. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> when the PS6 comes out or whatever, and it has like you, you have, I have gloves that I put my hands. Yeah, you can feel your fingers. Now that everyone's gone so crazy for that Apple Watch feature, where you can send your heartbeat to a loved one or family member, that's gonna. I don't think that caught on, but that was like the like in the, the Apple keynote, how they always have to have yep. like the touching moment where they instead of showing like vacation photos of a family and being like, that's why we do this, which is what like Steve Jobs always used to do. This oh. one was like, you can feel the heartbeat of someone from across the world. It's like, that sounds interesting, but maybe people are doing that. But anyway, until they get scared, you could wire that into like sex. a, yeah, a like, dying what? relative. Uh, or what's something. wrong with you? Feel them die as they. Someone is going to feel someone die over an Apple Watch. It's really true. But anyway, then now imagine feeling someone. Imagine someone feeling someone die over the PlayStation hand controllers in Bloodborne. In Bloodborne, yeah, gross. 
And then just sort of limp and then slowly rigor mortis. And oh, then <laughs> it's my blood beef. <laughs> you take your hand erect fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. You take your hand out of the mitten, it's just grease, covered in grease, <laughs> dripping. Oh. Yeah, we can communicate the, uh, the the sort of pressure and position of each of each digit on the hand as well as the the sweat. Yeah. <laughs> we can, we can <laughs> pump sweat <laughs> juice into your glove. <laughs> That's your blood beef juice. Oh, God. I'm for E three this year. Half Life three, good. sweat what? glove, Sony sweat glove, we got everything. <laughs> We're nailing these E three predictions here. <laughs> yeah. Gabe's face. Oh, Gabe's right. face in the logo. E 3s it slowly turns. <laughs> We're sitting at the at, at a keynote just <laughs> Oh my god, it's happening. <laughs> yeah, you just hear the sound slowly of just huge stones turning beneath the earth and then <laughs> game will fail. It was there all along. And then it just says confirmed underneath. <laughs> put your hand inside this small black hole. And you feel it's the G Man's face. You put your hand yeah. <laughs> You can lovingly caress the G Man's yeah. face. Uh, you put oh. your hand in and you feel it and you're like, there's only one face that would feel like this. <laughs> It's Gordon Freeman. Gordon Freeman. <laughs> I recognize him from the box. Only one little beard. <laughs> His little beard. Gross. His unmoving face. It was like grope it. Just stays stone cold. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful. We were really excited to bring uh, Steam logins to Portal 2 on the PlayStation 3, and we're taking that to the next level by letting you feel Gordon Freeman's face <laughs> with his VR glove and also feel his sweat. Um... <laughs> You guys want to take a break? Oh, oh no. Go. You want to talk about Witness? No, I want to do... Oh, I do, but I wanted you to talk about The Witcher, but we can take a break and talk about Witness like the Witcher. The Witcher is a post-break. Okay. You got to tease that. Oh, you want to yeah. tease The Witcher? Let's tease all about The Witcher is, is a game with boobies and adventure and... Oh, that's plenty. Too ships. much. I'm too, t- I'm too titillated. <laughs> Video game. This episode... Spaff. Yo. Um... I didn't say thanks. What thanks to Squarespace? Thanks They're sponsoring this episode. That's nice of them. Squarespace oh. is a sensational all-in-one platform where you can build your own online store, website, portfolio. Like you anything. used it for something cool. Well, I was going to ask you about something. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know the first website you ever made. The first website I ever made. Because I know you made you made. <laughs> you know you made your friendship with Jake over the internet. I did creating <laughs> websites. I made Spaff's Monkey Island homepage. Oh, is that is yeah. that is that true? Yeah. It, I made it using front page, oh. and then I made it, and it was terrible, so then I deleted that and made it using notepad, like a, like a hardcore... Like a coder. Right. Like nice. a cool person. How did it turn out? Uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was hard to make it be good back then what in 1996. Um, well, if you were making that website today, you wouldn't have to do any of that notepad coding shit. You don't even have to know how to code anything. You can just use Squarespace. It looks super clean and nice. It'll display nice on every... How did your Monkey Island homepage look on the first iPhone? <laughs> it would probably look like a tiny piece of shit. <laughs> if, if it ran at all. Well, you wouldn't have to worry you know, about it that. It was made with Netscape Navigator in mind. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe IE1. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. Fancy. Well, the heady days of fancy <laughs> web browsing. If you were going to use Squarespace to create Spaff's Monkey Island Paradise, or whatever the heck you called it, <laughs> I wish it was called Just that. Monkey Island Pina Colada. Yeah, you can go <laughs> right now and start your free trial at squarespace.com. You don't need a credit card. And when you sign up to sign up for Squarespace, because your site obviously would have to live forever. Um, make sure to use the offer code thumbs to get 10% off your first purchase. That's what you would do if wow. you had a time machine. That's what I would do, yeah. yeah. For sure. Thanks, Squarespace. 
Thanks, guys. Video games. That reminds me, I'm going to put in a plug right now for mixandmojo.com, a LucasArts <laughs> and it's, it's, it's a LucasArts fan site that Spaff and I ran for years in the late 90s, early 2000s. Spaff started it after he burned a Spaff Monkey Island webpage to the ground. <laughs> but Mix and Mojo actually is still going after like 17, 18 years. Holy shit. But it's probably out of that 18 years that they existed, a year in aggregate is, is, was downtime due to like bad hosting or people hacking the site or whatever. <laughs> so they've actually started a Patreon um, to pay, cover their hosting costs. And I would... It would mean a lot to me personally, actually, if you went to mixandmojo.com and gave them a couple bucks. If you're a person who ever read that site, I know some people still who listen to this podcast followed Spaff and I from that community like 15 years ago. But anyway, um, small (laughs) dumb plug. Good old mojo. For a classic webpage that is the reason I have a career. That's beautiful. And friends. And friends. Yeah, the reason it's actually, that's all true. Your life oh, yeah. is great Same. because of this. And that is the story of how... Jake doesn't know this, but the only reason I started talking to him when I started working at Telltale was because I had followed him there from Mix and Mojo. That is not true. <laughs> you, I come here to share one thing, one secret, <laughs> one new thing about our relationship and just poo-poo it. Video There'll be board games like Witness, not The Witness by John Blow coming out sometime. <laughs> sometime this but year, But Witness, probably. a game that exists now in print. Witness is very cool and small. Like, I, when I first heard... Uh, well, like okay, some of my favorite people. Because I... <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, like some of your favorite people, yes. When I heard it was by the people who made Sherlock Holmes <laughs> Consulting Detective, I thought that it was going to be a long game. Because some of those, like the Sherlock Holmes cool cases... Cool and big. Cool and big. Okay. I think I think some well, some of the Sherlock Holmes cases take a long fucking time because it's just or forever or forever because you never solve it because it it's so basically just hard. weird adventure game puzzles uh, in board game form. But Witness is um, it's like a codified version of Telephone, but you're also kind of solving a mystery. Mm. You, it's it's a game that requires four people, I believe, no more or less. Um, you sit around a table in in just sort of a plus shape, you know, to like yeah. bridge. I guess. Um, yeah. And the the thing that it has in common yeah. with something like Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective is that Witness has a book of cases, but there are just – there's tons and tons. There's dozens of these, unlike Sherlock Holmes, which has six cases that each take multiple hours. This is like each play session takes ten minutes. You're – there's three books. There's sort of the case book, the questions to ask book, and the solutions book. So at first you read <clears> – you, um, you read the like – little beginning of the case which is just sort of like a man was murdered and uh these these like four brothers were found at the scene of the crime or whatever uh, and then uh so whatever it's like the most bare minimum setup right each of the four people have a case book that they open to that case and it says these are the three things that you know about the case you know that like Ronaldo had a like fancy mustache and he was sitting to your left <laughs> of course he did and that's all that you know or whatever but then the game has f- four rounds, and all that those rounds are is, like, if, if the four of us were sitting here, it's me, Danielle, Spaff, Sean. Like, I would whisper my clue to Danielle, and Spaff would whisper his clue to you, Sean. That's it. Remember what he said. Uh-huh. Next round, Sean, you whisper to me, and Danielle whispers to Spaff <laughs> everything that they know in aggregate. And then... 
the next two rounds are just those reversing again. Oh no, the same things just happen again. So now that now that Danielle has whispered to Spaff, who is that, and uh, you have whispered to me, we all know most things, but not quite everything. And then you then try to deliver all the information you've heard, sort of around the table. Like I would talk to Danielle again, and yeah. then she would talk to Spaff again, and then it just says, "Okay, write down everything you know. Now answer these three questions about the case." And then your that's a total of 12 points are available and it says how well did you do as four investigators out of 12 and that's it you individually score it then you'd score it as a team okay three three six nine until everyone answers the same questions but it's just if you all get all three questions right then you've oh, then I you've successfully it. shared all the information and deduced everything that needs to happen where it'll be like so the person who sits to the left of the like like the psychotic is the person who's <laughs> yeah. always like just docking points from the team? Yeah, it's like, you told me he had a mustache. Yeah, but like you're, I meant he had a mouse. Yeah, your goal is yeah. not to mislead. Your goal is just to be as clear as possible. Right. But the 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 rule is you can't ask them for clarification or ask them for more information. If you can't, if you're the whis- the person being whispered to, you can just say, "Can you just repeat that?" And that's all you're allowed is you can't, so you can't be like you can't start working the case out together and stuff. It's right. just because it's I think it's supposed to be that you're like sort of for spy type people and all you can do is lean over to someone like across a folded newspaper and be like ronaldo is the italian diplomat <laughs> <laughs> and then like, that's it yeah I get um it. and there's just like we only played like the first three easy cases and even then it was just a disaster by the end of it because it is like telephone where stuff just gets corrupted and you have to be like the guy at the very beginning gives you these four or five facts and even in those like one name is mentioned like or like four names are mentioned at the very beginning of the outset of the case, but then people collectively only have three names between them. So you're like, fuck, it's like, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, whatever it is. But like, if you don't remember the the fourth one, like one of the questions will be like, which guy wasn't it? Motherfucker. So like, you have to just like, it's a, it's a tense. Like I actually had to stop playing it after a couple of rounds because it was so like, you just have to use all of your, Active, active memory and active right. information retention skills, which no one has anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like holding this crazy construction of like... Can you write things down as it's going? No, you can only write wow. things down at the end. You can consult your facts forever. Okay. But only at the end do you write stuff down. Okay. So then it's like, yeah. and it's time for the fifth thing. Everyone can write stuff down. Everyone just goes, <gasps> just copies down every, like all your stupid word games and puzzle, like, you know, sort of just stupid devices One you've giant mnemonic that you yeah, have. Just yeah, just your crazy <laughs> mnemonic that you've been building. It's stupid, but it's, it's, it's pretty good. Kind of sounds fun. Yeah, it's... It uh, sounds like a really good, like, like just having people over for dinner type of game. Yeah, it's a good, it's a, it's a sort of game that you could have as just a party game that is not even at a board game night because it's the setup is so simple where it's just, you're all these people, read this information, now talk to yeah. each other, go. Um, and I know none of you guys have played it, but I wanted to talk about it because it, no, it sounds it's cool. pretty good. No, it can sounds you get good. it on like I think you can just buy it on the internet. Yeah. You can yeah. just make it up. <laughs> you cannot. You just pretend you have it. Just sit around. You've heard it up now. It. Yeah. <laughs> remember, Ronaldo's Italian. God, no, why don't you remember? Guys, 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 let's listen. This game's good. <laughs> Hopefully, there's that- no worse feeling than trying to convince a table of people that the game you're teaching them is good. There's no worse oh, feeling than that. Feeling. It's really hard. Yeah. Ugh, people just I have look some at friends that are awful stare. at like just giving it their all and i'm like people just, people just who are good at like leave. at sort of ambassing at like being a, an ambassador Ooh. and to speak on behalf of a game and getting you excited about it are the best yeah that is really good. do you know what we call telephone in the uk that game it's very un-pc oh god <laughs> <laughs> what do you call it no, no it's, just, it's called chinese whispers 
That's awful. That's what you grow up playing, yeah. And then uh, when you get so then you're like, why is it called that? <laughs> That's yeah. a, bit, a bit racist, isn't it? Yeah, and I knew it was called telephone. Totality, I was like, it is telephone. It is oh yeah, that's a good name. Oh yeah, for it, is you can better. use telephone. That's <laughs> funny. If only we had those here. And these whispers. Mm. Goodness. That's gracious. actually what we call telephones in America. So, oh really? <laughs> <laughs> the Chinese whisper. The grandmother's telephone the company. She's really upset. It's the name of the device. Yeah, <laughs> mom. That's like how you call how you call them mobiles in the UK. We call them cellular Chinese whispers. <laughs> <laughs> wow thanks i never realized the uk was such a racist place it is let's I'm kidding let's have many many years of being ridiculous do you want to talk about that time that you witched oh i i've been witching this is a the lot. continuing adventures of witching right you were, you were witching last week as well i was about 10 witchering. hours in last week or a witchering well, yes no, i was witchering i've been witchering five percent into the into the game probably not even now i'm like 40 ish hours in and i'm like Maybe 35%. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's about ish. right, though. I heard this game is was 200 hours. Really, really big. Yeah, it's a it's a large game, large and in charge. How's that goat? The go- Oh, my goodness. I streamed that mission, in fact. <laughs> I streamed the mission where you have to escort a goat back to its owner. And it's really cute, and the goat's name is Princess. And the owner is really excited about Princess. And, of course, she runs into a bear, and you have to kill the bear. And, of course, you know... And then the next mission... you have an escort mission where you save a princess? But the princess is a goat. Mm. Her name is Princess, Mm. but she's a goat. She doesn't turn into a princess. She is just Princess the Goat. It's very special. Um, And then the next mission... I think I I talked about this on the podcast, but the next mission was this, like, six-hour long... Like, a game in itself of, of, like, strife and misery and, like, family domestic trauma and dead babies and just, like... It was very... And that was right after saving Princess the Goat. So it was very... Oh this, this game is... It's a hard lap. But I love this about this game. I have not been bored once out of those 40 hours because the quests are interesting and varied and diverse and just all over the place. But it all fits within this massive, you know, medieval fantasy world with magic and shit in it. So <laughs> it, it kind of works. You know, it just kind of comes together. I kind of, I, I don't know, I can't even believe how much I'm enjoying this game, because other people are like, it's it's a good open world game, you know, whatever, and I'm like, this is great, this is fun, I want to keep playing this, maybe it's a little bit of Stockholm Syndrome, because I have to play this, because I'm <laughs> making this series of guide videos about, like, certain boss enemies in it, basically, but I'm I'm really having fun. You like, are big on those guide videos. Oh, you have, yeah. like, a hundred Bloodborne videos. Oh, I made most of them. I know. Every time I see one, it's like, number 49, yep. killing the blank by blank. I'm like, yep. oh my goodness gracious. Hell, hell yeah, that was my yeah, life for about like two months. cornering the market on that stuff. We're yeah. trying to, you know, do what um, we can. Is, the, is getting into The Witcher 3 easier than getting into The Witcher number 2? Infinitely, yes. Wow. It's okay. very, very, very easy. <laughs> it, is, it is like getting into a warm bath. Like so place. easy. Of really witchers. Of witchers. <laughs> I mean, of baby witchers. The game begins in a warm bath. Literally. He, Geralt, the hero, the gray-haired hottie man from a romance novel, um, is is in a bathtub at the very beginning of the game. Is he testing and if he's a witch by trying to drown himself? Well, <laughs> 
<laughs> I really wish. Sorry, that was really funny to me. I really wish. This that is being so case. insecure. It's like, God, I've just been worried about a witch my whole I life. I think I'm a witch. There's only one way to find out. I am, I am a witch. Oh, God. <laughs> Run the buff. Oh, I'll make it nice and warm. I'll put some bubbles in it. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I mean, this is a test, not a torture chamber. <laughs> it's, it's actually really cute. Because I mean, if I pass, I might as well enjoy it. I may, but, yeah, I may as well yeah. enjoy it. Now I'm in here. Relax. <laughs> Take a load off. <laughs> Get your bubbles. Yeah. What's very cute because his magical lady love in the beginning of the game, this is the first scene, so it's okay, there's no spoilers. His magical lady love, who is a sorceress, a powerful lady with magic, um, she's pissed hey, off that he's witch. taking so long in the bath that she sends a like lobster crab like creature into the bath to like Man, what like, a joke. Clip at him, basically. What a so <laughs> fucking passive aggressive. Yeah, imagine that. Like, just, oh, just say you want me to come downstairs. It's Honey, yeah. can you send this crustacean in here? <laughs> to Clicking its claws at me. <laughs> really, it's true. We're late. <laughs> that's exactly the first scene of the game. It's And that sets the tone, and it's like, that's great. I love this. I love what this What is the passive-aggressive farce for the entire game? Like, <laughs> with your friend Snippy the Lobster? Does the Snippy lobster at least, like, hang out with you? I wish it was all about Snippy the Lobster. This game is based on Shakespeare's weirder plays. <laughs> uh, one, The all Witcher. The Witcher. <laughs> Witcher the Third. Oh, my God. Witcher the Snippy. Witcher the Third. <laughs> Witcher Fuck the Third. Uh, 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 well, uh. Anyway, it's been a good episode. Thanks, everyone. Hey, good run. Sorry, sorry Chris. Stop wins forever. That was delightful. Does he? He does. We all lose. Well, but <laughs> Nobody wins and Spaff wins. Um, that means I get to enjoy the buff. Yes, you do. It's all yours <laughs> until yeah. Snippy until comes Snippy in. Until Snippy comes to <laughs> fuck me up. It's really... I think Snippy and I just see like that wait, hold on. female crab. Hold on a sec. Does, the, does, that, does that stupid lobster show up? Is it an intro to combat mechanics? They don't make no. you... Okay, thank no, God. No, there's no bullshit it. like that. I thought that was it's like the, really the, nice. the twist on like sneak up on your wife or whatever. That, oh, no. That, uh, no, thank God. Fight the this. combat music stuff. Yeah. <laughs> is it, it slips into the tub? Yeah. It's into the tub. And you have to just do the fight blind with just splash you effects. You have to like crush it with your butt or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, no. <laughs> don't miss. <laughs> Keep your awareness up by... <laughs> No, thank God. There's Pauses. nothing like that in this. It's really... It's actually a missed opportunity now that we talked about it. <laughs> it's yeah. clear. It's clear. That could have been great. Pass on Witcher 3. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. That's it's Only because really you can, fun. like, you, you can... I assume at one point you can do things like, in Sorcerer, like, take command of the creature with your witching powers, right? Like, that's a thing. You Witcher. Um, no, that's not what it's about, I don't think. really, actually. Oh, I just assume that there's magic involved at one point. I mean, there's can, magic like, involved. something to be like, you're you, my thing You now. enchant the shit out of your sword, I think. You enchant... You, with oil. Well, you do a lot of things to your sword to prepare for... This This is actually a mechanic that I really enjoy about the game. You have to prepare for different kinds of monsters, because this is all well, based course. on all kinds of mythology, right. mostly Eastern European, but tons of Western European stuff. Like, it's it's... Things you haven't seen a, a thousand times necessarily, right? Along with things you have seen. That's always a what I really like about the Hellboy comics. Yeah, Sorry, it's it's actually aside, really cool. Like, oh, here's about a weird troll who lives in a tower that it, you've never heard of. It's yeah. a lot of that stuff, which I dig. <laughs> what an asshole that troll is! Living <laughs> in a tower you probably never heard of. Yes, he, he hangs out with Snippy. <laughs> gentrifying shit, <Sure>. troll. <laughs> gentrifying shit, troll. Get back under your bridge, troll. <laughs> <laughs> who, do you, who do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> the trolls of Valencia Street.
I love it. Uh, but yeah, you, you have to prepare for all these fights, and then you go into your little detective mode to see what kind of monster something is, and then you prepare for the fight. It's It, it adds a lot, honestly, than just, oh, hit it with your sword a hundred times. Like, you actually have to have a strategy for different fights. I mm. like that quite a bit. I like that and I also, um, sorry, I had a thought. The thought snipped at me and then left. It, it was like Snippy the Crab, and I was very sad. That's what Snippy's power is. Oh, sorry. I, I was going to say, you, you certainly do use magic often. You have spells, you know. Of course. Um, but you're, you're not really in sourceling things. You do. You can influence people with a certain sign, and that'll, like, let you get through. Would you say, like, a, like, a, like a subtle hand wave from it's left like, to right? It's like, well, it's a little bit like, the, oh, it's more like, like a crab. Tell somebody they're like, it's more like a crab <laughs> snipping <laughs> gently. That seems pretty obvious. <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Good. Pretty good. I see what you're trying to do there. <laughs> That's really good. Anyway, it's a really fun, giant, open-world game with hundreds of hours of stuff in it and a lot of really amusing glitches. I was streaming on our channel the other night, and uh, did I talk about this on the podcast? I don't know if I did, but it thought Geralt was like 100 feet above the world, and I tried to run around, and it it made me fall from the sky. God, the more games get really complex and crazy in a world, the more ways they can <laughs> fuck up yeah. amazingly. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Things. It was joyous. Did you see, there was Assassin's Creed recently. There was a big compendium of like the horrible like, <laughs> faces. Well, those are, like, and, those like, are grotesque. The Beetlejuice yeah. faces, yeah. The Witcher 3 is relatively without bugs, and then when it does, there is a bug. It is usually 900 systems colliding that people weren't expecting, so it's amusing. It's mm-hmm. not yes. like I'm you know, this, I'm talking to the animation rig of this guy. Right, with, right, like, right. Flesh hanging off yeah, the bone. Just like, yeah, f- just flesh shards and like just weird, like, gross. Yeah. The eyeballs were the best part of that. Yeah. It was really no, 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 something. No, no. I don't like that stuff. So. Yeah, the bugs in this have all been mostly amusing for me. You know, it's just, yeah, it's just the guy loads in you know, at the last second and he's on top of a circus tent or something you know just goofy yeah, those are the, good open the, the best assassin's creed bugs are the ones where the npcs just show up in the background of cutscenes, but continuing to do things so it's just <laughs> dramatic bullshit is happening where you're learning about some illuminati garbage and then there's just like five guys just having a conversation in the background about just whatever random towns yeah. people talk about it's really enjoyable yeah i like that and the flavor yeah. text in this is is really awesome and it's based on a series of books but they've done a good job sort of fleshing out the world and there's a lot of like Little jokes and little things. If you pay attention, you know there's somebody asks if you're hungry, like the wolf at some point. It's just they're not. You don't need oh, to actually. You know, Duran Duran is there. <laughs> I like that. I like the the dorky eighties jokes. So oh, you're gonna love. I'm I'm having fun. This game was sure made for me. Let me tell you. That's, That's good. good. Apparently, it's been made for about five million people who bought it. Yeah, people yeah. really like this game. People are liking it so far. And if we watch all 300 of your video guides, we'll... <laughs> it'll be like we played it. Yeah. It'll be just like you played it with me. And so we shared an experience. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Polygon.com. Oh, YouTube. Slash The Witcher. <laughs> just go to YouTube. We have all our videos there. Just go to YouTube.com, search for The Witcher. You're sure to find it somewhere. Search for, search all for the videos are there. Just Witcher. type in Snippy the Crab. Exactly. Yeah. That's my actual handle on YouTube. Snippy the Crab. I was so inspired. Did you want to do reader mail this week? I always feel like it's weird doing reader mail without Chris. Without Chris? He pre-selects it and reads he has through such it so, a good, so well. He has such a good reader mail voice. We will butcher we those We can cast mails. all of that asunder and just cold read all of it. Okay, we can, clearly we can, not impressive, we can read Jake. This. Um... <laughs> Damien Martini writes about characters impaired mid-game, which is the thing we talked about last week, I think. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he says, hey, Thumbs, I was listening to your talk about whether you've ever played a game in which something happens to a character mid-game and he she would need to adapt to it to continue playing. I can honestly say I've never experienced something more like that than in Brothers, A Tale of Two Cities. Mm. Have any of you guys played that? I did not play Brothers. Yes. Mm-hmm. I did awesome. a really good job I of really installing it. it on my computer. <laughs> says, this game has been out for some time, mm-hmm. so I think spoilers are allowed, but just in case, big spoiler alert. Oh, capital big of, capital spoiler it's weird i can't but i can't, you know i kind of just don't uh, i like when he, ca- he just capitalized big and spoiler which makes me think of like big tobacco <laughs> big, big spoilers, spoilers out to ruin out your there. stories <laughs> <laughs> um so just so you know sean in this single player game you control each of the two brothers I, you, you want to walk out of the room for this brother yeah, spoiler? okay it's, uh you control each of the brothers with one of one of the analog sticks and you me. need each of them to help the other complete various tasks needless to say towards the end of the game one of the brothers so the game actually forces you to finish the game going through some of the same places that used to take two characters to complete only now you are alone needless to say the game leans heavily on the impact of losing a sibling and it's among the most emotional things i've experienced in gaming it's brilliant i remember crying like a baby all over the controller screaming where's my brother which was actually weird since my real brother was in the other room (laughs) saying Um, i'm here he goes in he's like what he's like that scene with me would just be a flashback to me being four (laughs) oh we got there's a there's a couple more things in this email um, like, why didn't I get a brother? <laughs> oh, no. Where's my brother? Well, okay, so I was really upset. Honestly, if you haven't experienced it, do. Thanks for the awesome work. Uh, and let me shoot you another question, if I may. Where's Sean? Is he still involved in the podcast? I can answer that question right now. Whoa. He is, and he's crying over how he uh, doesn't have a brother. Oh. Eh, it's okay. I've gotten over it. I've made peace. <laughs> my sister became brother-like in her, in her, own in her hobbies. and She was cool enough. Yeah, she's she's really stepped up. That's a good thing. She stepped up her brother game. Well, you know, I don't know. She's good. I'm here, though. I've just been working a lot. Uh, Robert Angus writes, I'm really glad Spaff is back. And so so is everyone. So that's... So is everyone. (laughs) I I do feel weird doing a million of these reader emails without Chris because he's better at it than me. But That was um, a good one, though. Yeah. Yeah. Great one to end on. Thanks. Spaff's back. We should have done a really big Idle Thumbs slash double fine slash media molecule cross promo called spas back <laughs> I guess and it's just a media molecule a slow zoom on my back it's about you getting a huge back tattoo <laughs> of jay allard's face yeah. <laughs> um That's yeah if you have if you have a reader mail that you would like chris ramo to read instead of us <laughs> uh when he's back on the podcast next week write us at questions at idlethumbs.net if you enjoy this podcast for whatever reason Please tell a friend about it. it you, people sharing the word to their friends is really the only way that we gain readership. Um, except if you enjoy this podcast, please also review it on iTunes because a re- good review on iTunes actually goes a long way for us. Um, if you're wondering where to find this podcast outside of a place like iTunes, we are at idlethumbs.net slash idlethumbs. That's also got a link to our Twitch page, Twitter, Facebook, a million other ways that we can bother you when new episodes come out every week. <laughs> So check those things out. Awesome. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys. On the internet. Huzzah. That was back when Brecken was on, but it was good. (gasps) It's good again. How dare you? Who are you people? (laughs) (laughs) Snippy! Ruiners. We've talked a lot on this podcast about Major Bueno, the guys who, like, make video games, like, basically instantaneously um we worked with uh one of major bueno's contributors uh named mayas uh 
he is from Germany. He worked at Double Fine for a while. He worked at Double awesome. for a while. They just make little games, and I don't know how they do it, but they were at a game jam, and all their stuff got stolen. Oh, no. Like, the bunch of people who were... Them like, and a bunch of people. Like, yeah. a bunch of tiny, tiny-scale indie developers had all their stuff ripped off uh, yeah. a few weeks back. So they started an Indiegogo um, to, like... And it's actually, like, they show exactly what was stolen and how much money they're asking for to pay it all back, so they're not trying to, like, pat it or anything. Yeah. But um, they started an Indiegogo where they're just making cool stuff to buy their equipment back. And uh, for, like, small amounts of money, you can end up getting into games. Like, they'll just draw you into a video game. Oh, that's um, awesome. They have a lot of great little rewards. Now? But it's on Indiegogo. They're called the Magpie Collection. You can find them there. But um, They're about halfway back out of the hole right now those guys also did a cool thing that's worth checking out they went on a tour tour bueno bueno, and they went around europe uh meeting with indie game and devs and then checking out where they lived and then jamming for like 48 hours to make a game based on like that's right yeah yeah at each stop around the thing and then i don't know how many stops they did like 12 15 quite a few one of those stops was media molecule which is how i know about that Oh, nice. Um, it's worth checking out that tour video because each person they meet is, you know, another individual cool person with a weird place that they live or make some weird games. Yeah. That's those cool. guys are cool. Help them get a computer back, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> video game. Was that your yes! first website? <laughs> oh, it's so beautiful. Sorry, the one we did a Squarespace ad and Sean asked this about me. I said that the first thing I read was Jake's Monkey Island homepage, I believe. So anyway. What was like, it's co- like, I'm actually asking it as your friend, not as somebody yeah. doing an ad read right now. Like what, <laughs> when you set out to make it, what were you thinking about? Why did you want to, why did it need to exist? Other than just, <laughs> I mean, I know you probably didn't have a super like analytical 14 year old brain figuring out your Monkey I think Island. I was just like, I love Monkey Island. I want everyone to know how much I love it. So it was I'm celebratory. Make, yeah. It wasn't like a place to like share your thoughts or anything. Well, it may have had a message board allowing oh. people to leave or like a visitor board. You is know, that how you meant Jake? Called, no. Um, no. That's fine. But it is, the, be it is the beginning okay. of that story. Oh. <laughs> That's exciting. So this will be a multi-part yeah. friendship of Jake and Spaff as long as Squarespace continues to oh, yeah. buy ads on Idle Thumbs. Oh. Do you think it would be it would be cool if Instead of using the Idle Thumbs theme song for the opening of this episode, we used Azalea Banks' song 212. No, I don't think we should do that. <laughs> okay. I'd rather we don't get content ID'd. And what if we used a, uh, like a... What if we used like a royalty-free knockoff, like a MIDI file? If, of it? A MIDI, <laughs> if I can find a MIDI file of Azalea Banks' 212, can we use that, please? It's a kazoo. Yeah, that's fine. We'll sing over it. Stop it. <laughs> that's such strong theme music any two conversation we have during this is unusable in the podcast Fucking don't say anything legally. interesting <laughs> DMCA dad over don't here don't say anything interesting yeah. DMCA call dad. me DMCA dad you can use 30 seconds without getting cut off <laughs> that's probably the true dad. <laughs> DMCA dad, dad over here <laughs> whatever video Fucking dad sniping poor kids' dad. Minecraft streams because <laughs> they're listening to Spongebob in the background yeah <laughs> Because they use some fucking unsolicited art. No copyright intended. <laughs> fucking just... Oh, Nintendo Dad is actually DMCA Dad. Yeah, <laughs> down everybody's... Nintendo Dad? Nintendo Dad is DMCA Dad. Oh, yeah. Mario Nintendo Kart dad, 8 though. Super Stop, stop showing the Smash Brothers. 